the point after show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. What can you do? I mean, there's nothing you can do. You can't do anything. There's nothing. We can't do We couldn't throw. We throw an interception. It's just... The Point After Show. The best goddamn fantasy football show in the world. Ready? Let's go. Hey, yo! Thanks for listening to The Point After Show. This is our 18th episode. It's Hot our damn. week 13 pregame show. I'm the host with the most fantasy bastards, Eddie Skarupa. As always, I'm joined alongside by Polly Bag of Walnuts Lipko and Tommy P.T. Cruiser Lipko. Cavi, the producer, is out of town. If you uh, listened to our podcast uh, previous to this episode, then you know that he was uh, promoting the Atari's concert at the Leonard Theater in Scranton, so he's up there doing that. But we do have a special guest, uh, Stroud Rounder, a.k.a. Oh. Mikey Arnice. We flew him in with the expense account of the Point After Show. Check him out on Twitter, at Stroud Rounder. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. What's um, up, buddy? Appreciate being here. But being, we, being in last place. Yeah, we, yeah. Uh, we welcome Mikey to the show. Uh, it's his first time on air. The uh, So basically the reason Mike's here is because he right now is in last place in our uh, League of Records. So this is our... Uh, this is our bash session we on Mike. We call this the beatdown episode. Yeah, this is actually the Mike. Mike uh, 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 Stroud Rounder didn't know <laughs> Too this. Too soon. But, yeah. He didn't know this, but this is actually a roast. Uh, this entire episode will be a roast on him for being in last place. But uh, That's okay. As long as I have my shot to come back on you guys, that's fine. Uh, we'll see what happens. Um, we, we actually might try calling Cabby up in Scranton a little bit, but um, I don't know. what What's uh, what's your guys' fantasy? Uh, it's It's playoffs coming up. Yep. There you go. Oh, I'm in trouble. Cheersing. Yeah, for sure. I'm. In, that's what like I'm going to be doing. dancing over there, cheersing. That's, that's me congratulating myself because I'm so not worried. You know, we always like, oh, we don't want to jinx ourselves by saying something a little premature. I'm so used to being premature that I'm willing to say I'm going to cheers myself for knocking Tommy officially out of playoffs this week. How's that feel? And I don't even have Devontae Adams on my team. Crickets. Wow. He has Hello? nothing. I managed <laughs> Is this to mic on? I managed to silence <laughs> the mouth of the South. Uh, Woo! Yeah, I need to uh, uh it's it's rough, rough treading here, but I need to beat Paul this week. The respirator and the defibrillators have all just <clears throat> died. Oh, for sure. Everybody's surrounding my bedside tonight. Um, my fantasy hopes are down the shitter. And I need to beat Paul and Chach needs to lose to Mazza. Winning this shit. And obviously we're recording, so we're not watching the Thursday night game, but uh, I got Adam Thielen going this tonight, so we'll see what he does. Tomorrow when you guys are listening to this, or today when you're listening to this, you'll know already if Adam Thielen did anything for me. I'll either be crying or very excited. Eddie, how about you? What's it, what is second last place doing? So we got the last place guy and the second last place guy. You know what? I'm glad we did this. It <laughs> makes might. me feel a little bit better. Yeah, it, it actually makes Tommy look better. You know what, though? It's actually fun in the bottom. Mm. I'm sitting here, I'm like, oh, seventh place isn't it's that freaking bad. It's not as fun as uh, Mikey's making it seem. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I could sneak into tenth place with the win, maybe even ninth. I think you actually could sneak all the way up to eighth. I was looking at it. Yeah, you can I think get I a, could. So you can uh, you can pull a little pull, respect out of this year. Yeah, I can move from eleven. Next year, a draft. We're all gonna look at, and go. Oh, Eddie finished in eighth. That wasn't that bad. Forgetting completely that he was horrible. He yeah. wasn't horrible. His team was good. That's the boggling thing. This well, is a Shajan type year. No, Chach was in a Shajan type year last year. Chach had has the most points in our league. And he's struggling to make playoffs. And he's barely gonna, basically barely going to make playoffs because of all the damn points that he scored against him. Yeah, he's averaging yeah. 162 points a week scored I against him. I had my, my uh, year high against Josh. I had 180-some fantasy The Yahoo recap on our week from last week, where I also scored my high points against him, said that in 11 weeks, nine people scored their high points against him. Yeah. That's... A beatdown right there. That's just you. Just that's just uh, shit luck. That's, yeah. that's playing with a cold I mean, deck of cards. I'm yeah. just looking at it now. I have the second highest points against, uh, and Chach Wall of Trump has 85, 84 more points scored against yeah. than me. Three quarters of a week in our league. Yeah, yeah so he's uh, he's gotten to uh, to see everybody's everybody's best this well, year. Well, I know Chach listens to this thing, so um, I'll tell him. It don't sucks to be you. I don't luck. give two shits that you have that many points scored yeah. against you. Limp your ass into playoffs and take the beat down that you're about to get. But let's take some focus off of that and let's bring the real light back in here and say, Mike, how's last place? Last place is fun. It's <laughs> just, I do this for fun. You guys are all hard. Oh, you like know the, what? Let's, Mike's like let's, the guy let's that... do something real quick here. Let's actually be sincere for a second and thank Mikey for actually being in our league this year. Mikey dropped out last year. You know, he's like, you guys are real serious. You're, you're all good at fantasy, and I don't want to take away from that. So I'm going to step aside. You know, I do it for fun. And Mikey was in East Stroudsburg, an hour and 40 minutes away. Our 12th player all of a sudden disappears in the middle of the night <laughs> in a drunk stupor state, and we are scrambling for another fancy player. We call Mikey. That son of a bitch made an hour and a half. Oh, Thanks, dude, Mike. he was the greatest spot Save the league. Hey, the greatest? Yeah. Save the league. I, I do what I can. Thanks, Mike. You know, it's, yeah. uh, it's fun to be back, and like I said, this is just fun for me. Keeps me interested for a few weeks. And He's like spot starting Corderell Patterson on your mm. team. You you expect that you're going to get you know maybe some mediocre numbers, and he throws you at two. Here's a question, though. As, oh, I want to ask this question, Mike, and it kind of pissed me off today when I saw this transaction. You went out and you just dropped Adrian Peterson, right? Yeah. So they're saying that he might come back week 14. Yeah. I think that goes back to Paul's article this week about etiquette. Okay. You're out of, you're out of the situation. There's no chance you make playoffs. Correct. But you drop, like, a first-round running back. Even if he just comes back for a few carries week 14 – for week 15 and 16 of playoffs, he's still going to be pretty solid if he's there. I, I And put up some decent numbers, and I thought that was a scummy move. I thought I didn't about appreciate it. it. I think the commissioner should actually go in and, you know, lock, I, I, lock I it thought, up. The only, reason, the only it. reason that Adrian Peterson got dropped was because at he the time. The IR. No, no, it's because at the time he couldn't drop Gronk because he was trying to drop Gronk. Oh, I don't care. Yeah. He has, yeah. he has uh, but here, here's 18 the thing. other players on I, his I, team. I actually thought about this for a while, and somebody said to me, he's like, oh, why don't you just drop Peterson, like, week eight? Yeah, you he know? kept him the entire season. And then I think, I well, thought you know what? I thought this was a grand I'm, scheme by Paulie over No, here. no, not at all. He was, he was surprised that I did it. And I only did it because why should I keep him? Because, I, one, I'm not going to keep him for next year. And, two, let somebody have a chance no. With him if he plays. They did not so. have that player all season. Now all of a sudden you're throwing a number one running back into the mix. Like, not just like a number one running back. Well, like, he's going to do anything anyway. I'm going to say this. It's bad etiquette. I agree with you, T. It is what it is. Eddie, 
Let's yeah. bust into uh, let's bust in the show. Let's, Is he let's... gonna be a stud or a dud though when he comes back? Who, Peterson? No, oh, he's stud. junk, man. He's dud. dud. He's done. He's not even going to play. He's going to hang out with his dad in prison. You're going to make it look like it. Eddie, what's on the show tonight? Uh, we got our Q&A from our Twitter followers, our studs and duds, over, under, provided by the Daily Fantasy Aces. Ace. That's his Twitter, but it, it is the Daily Fantasy Aces. Okay. Uh, and sleepers picks, uh, Tommy's sleeper picks, and then maybe if we have time, we'll do our bold predictions for the week. Um, so let's get into our Q&A. Asking all them questions. Why you asking all them questions? Making statements. Uh, who? Asking all them questions. We got, um, let's see here. Uh, at Fantasy Kid 89 With Gronk being out, who wins or loses fantasy value on the Patriots with that loss? Oh, what do take, you think? I'll take this. I think, yeah. I think the Patriots win as a whole because, uh, you know, you look with Gronk there. He plays, but he's always injured, and you always have to start him, obviously. One, as a decoy, or two, if he's 70% healthy, he's probably still the best receiver on the team. But I think it helps Tom Brady and the rest of the receivers. Uh, I definitely think it helps other defenses. Now they don't have to worry about it. For fantasy value, you think it helps Brady? I see. I think otherwise. I think that's one person... Well, we're talking fantasy value, because that's what our show's about. Yeah, sure. So you said it helps Brady and all the receivers. Oh, it helps everybody. I don't think it helps Brady. I think it actually is the only person that it doesn't help is Brady. Obviously, you're losing one of your probably your n- number one weapon. So I can't imagine how it's Brady. I definitely think it helps. It helps Dion Lewis. I definitely think it helps Legarrette Blunt and Edelman and Malcolm Mitchell. I think it helps all those okay, guys. Okay, so but if I don't you're think talking about helping like basically every receiver on the team, yeah, yeah. how does that not help the quarterback? Because how can lose? How can losing your number one weapon, the most trusted guy? That you throw the ball to getting hurt, how can that possibly help you? Yes, you you you're going to distribute the ball the ball around to some of these other guys, but reality is is they're not as trusted as what Gronk gave. Them. Oh, for sure. That again, I'm going back to this. It's all part of a system. Bill Belichick's system is not built around fantasy studs. So you think we that always talk? It helps everyone. You think it helps everyone? Yeah, it helps the entire the entire team. Okay. The only people, uh, it even helps defenses. Now they don't have to worry about Gronk. Okay. But at the end of the day, that's still Tom Brady and Bill Belichick as part of that system up there in Foxborough. It doesn't matter if Gronk's on the field or off. Does the it field. help Bennett? Martellus Bennett? I don't. I don't know if it helps Bennett. I, would like, you just? Would can we just? Can we? Can we toss this out there? Is is Bennett a buster? No. He hasn't I, done anything, and he's had he opportunities. Really, but here's the thing, right? The a first, lot of people what, he had two expect- or three weeks early on in the season. He had some big games. But realistically, I mean, how many times over the last five weeks have we all been like, ah, oh, Bennett, Bennett's time. Gronk's been out. Gronk's been hurt. And Bennett doesn't even show up. No. Like, I think this, like you said, helps, like, the, the guys out of the backfield. I think it helps Amendola. For sure. I think if you have Edelman on your team, you're going to see a nice lift. I oh, think if you have Edelman's Deion been Lewis, playing solid lately, yeah. too. I think if you have Deion Lewis on your team, going to make a big lift. I think if you have LeGarrette Blunt on your team, it gives you a lift. I don't think it's going to do anything for Brady, and I don't think it's going to do anything for Martellus Bennett. Well, here's the thing. Yeah, okay, it's not going to really help Brady because Brady, no matter who's on the field, is going to still put up consistent numbers. So he's going to stay... I don't want to say stagnant, but he's going to stay right around the similar numbers that he always puts up. And they're always phenomenal numbers, so it doesn't. I guess it doesn't hurt or help them, but I yeah. think it's a benefit to everybody on the team. I just think it helps Gaskowski, the kicker. 
Well, and that's why we don't ask you. <laughs> yeah, that's why Mike is just here. I, I uh, no, I think I think you'll see Martellus Bennett get involved a little bit more in the offense. And he's been saying this all year. No, I, you have. Been. I know you and like every, Martellus, don't every you? Every episode, I love you say Martellus. Martellus no, Bennett I, but I do. I think because. In the beginning of the season, when it was a, a sure does, thing does, that does Gronk... Martellus Bennett have like some naughty pictures of you that you're, nobody's <laughs> supposed to see? Has he got no. dirt on you? Can well, he might? I don't know. Who uh, knows what's on the internet these days? No, but I think uh, in the beginning of the season, when when it was a sure thing that Gronk was out week by week, they made uh, the best of Bennett. Ever since Gronk came back, it's been hit or miss. He hasn't been uh, practicing like he was the number one tight end. Now that Gronk's gonna be out the rest of the season, they're gonna be put him in that that those Gronk plays. He's gonna be getting his looks. And those targets. Gronk plays, I like yeah. those plays. Here's the thing. Let's let let, let hang on. I, I know you have more to say, but we we got to keep going. Let's get to our next question. I, that I think we all pretty much beat that question to death. It's gonna help I pretty just much. To bust it's not balls about his Bennett pick again. Well, like, yeah, we could go on for right. days about that. But, and and you'll but see. Reality is, it's not gonna hurt as many people as people think. Sure. Nah. All right. Uh, next question is from May Girl five five seven. Hey girl. May girl, what happens to Tyreek Hill's value if Jeremy Macklin returns this week? I, I'm gonna oh. quickly. First off, I want to say May girl is one of my favorite followers, but I will say this: I don't think it does anything. I, I think that at the end of the day, um, they found their feature receiver on that team. Macklin hasn't been really that effective all year before he got hurt. I don't think him coming back is gonna affect anything. I think Tyreek Tyreek Hill is still a. Uh, He's a startable player in, in most fantasy leagues. What do you think, T? I actually think it benefits him, and here's why. I think because right now he's playing in the wide receiver one, so he's getting the best defensive back. Macklin comes back. He's going to be drawing that attention. I think so you're going to have your number two defensive back on Hill now. Yeah. And I think he's going to be able to do a little no, – I'm not <laughs> saying like even, like huge numbers better than what he's doing now, and I'm not even saying he's going to be putting well, up like those 30 fantasy point yeah, yeah. leagues weeks like he did last week but i'm saying i think it's going to increase his value i'm saying he's going to be about he, he might still be boom or bust but i think on average for most weeks he'll probably do about 14 fantasy points from here on out. that's what I, I was thinking i like him because he's yeah. like a swiss army knife man like they use him all over the field they yeah. they rush the ball with him a couple times a game where he could break one like last week he's their their kick returner where he broke one last he's week ridiculously mm-hmm. fast what he hit 22 miles an hour yeah he's, like, he's yeah. but he's i think so, the biggest that's like three my concern is exactly what than my, my concern actually <laughs> is exactly the opposite of what you think of him moving back to the number two when you go from the number one to the number two that is where you fall in the, in, in the progression of the quarterback. So he's not the first person being looked at yeah. anymore. And let's be honest, Alex Smith doesn't have the greatest downfield vision. That's why he takes off with the ball so much. He likes those short dump passes. You, he looks at that first progression. But I don't disagree with you. I think that 100% that it, Macklin coming back doesn't hurt him. I like Tyreek Hill. And I know Eddie does because he started him last week. Yeah, and the fact that uh, Travis Kelsey has been putting up some solid numbers recently, too. I think that's the one person that hurts actually more than anybody. I think so, too. I yeah. think Kelsey loses some targets with Macklin coming back. That would be who Kelsey I hasn't done much. Nah, look I at, have look him at, on my team. He hasn't look at done look at he's, he's, averaging like, he's averaging like 12, t- 11 targets a game. Or look last at Kelsey uh, a year, not last year, the year prior. You know, He was the only one scoring touchdowns there. Yeah. I think Kelsey definitely Well, he was on. the only one on offense, I think. No, they had Macklin then. <laughs> All right. Let's, uh, All right uh, got any more, Ren? All right, yeah, our last uh, Q&A question comes from at Dak. 0880. Who do you guys think is the best defense fantasy wise rest of the season? I'm going to go real quick with this one. I like the New England Patriots. Uh, here's why they have the Rams this week, Baltimore next week, 
at Denver. They're only away game left out of the last four before fantasy championships. And then they play the Jets. The Rams are the fo- give up the fourth most fantasy points. Baltimore gives up the 15th most fantasy points. Denver gives up the sixth most. And the Jets give up the second most. I'm okay with that. When you have four teams that give up the t- at least 50% higher than the most fantasy points, and you got Tom Brady in your team as far as, uh, you know, you're always going to score, so the defense doesn't have to worry so much, I'm okay with New England's defense is my favorite defense going. What do you think, T? Uh, I hate to say this as a Steelers fan, but I'm going to go the other side of Pennsylvania. I'm going to go with uh, Philadelphia Eagles. What? They were on my panic button. Eh, it's all right. Long they time. were on your panic button. They, they've been doing lousy, but they started off the season real hot. I think they find their identity going forward here. The Eagles, they need to do some things in that division with the Redskins and Giants playing well. If they want to make playoffs, they have to step it up, and this is time when they clamp down. You look at the remaining schedule, they have three games at home, so that always gives them a little advantage. You know, they have the slumping uh, Bengals next, uh, this week. Redskins, which might light them up a little bit, but then they have Baltimore, who really hasn't done much. And you know what? The disappointing New York Giants, you know, their offense hasn't been uh, living up to the expectations. So I think Philadelphia Eagles clamp down, going forward, lead them into the playoffs because of their defense, not their offense, their defense. Eddie, what do you think, buddy? I like the Miami Dolphins, to be honest with you here. I thought um, you were going to go Oakland. I thought for Cavi. Oakland? Nah. I could have went Oakland, but I'm going with Miami. Okay, uh, they like play it. Baltimore this week um, in Baltimore. Then they have Arizona and the Jets, who Arizona gives up the third most uh, fantasy points. Are they related to Benny and the Jets? They, maybe Benny Joan. the Jet Rodriguez? Maybe Joan Jet. That's about it. Benny and the Jets. Uh, but they play Arizona and uh, in New York for playing the Jets. Benny! They, they give it the second most uh, points to opposing defenses. And then they end their season in Buffalo Week 16 for fantasy purposes. That could be a snowy mess up there, cold cold uh, game, so that might be a low-scoring game. I just like the Miami Dolphins going forward. They've been putting up some points fantasy-wise. And if you want to hear <clears throat> for a no reason whatsoever from the last-place guy in our league, Mikey, who do you like? Just name a, name a team that you just like. Just one team. One name team. It. Calgary Stampeders. Boom. All right, he's cut off the mic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, I'm, right. I'm kidding. I'm just showing. I, I like the Chiefs, actually. I, right. I, I think uh, they're starting to come around with their defense, which they always have a solid defense. Yeah, so like uh, Stroud Rounder <laughs> likes the Chiefs. Eddie likes Miami. Tommy likes Philadelphia Eagles. Hometown e- boy. G L E. You just spelled it wrong, bro. No, <laughs> you definitely did. No, I didn't. And Paul likes... The, the Patriots. Yeah, Jesus, Cut me man. off the mic. Cut you off the sauce. <laughs> See? Drinking oh, and Tommy geez. spelling things wrong completely messed me up. Wrong. <laughs> I like the Patriots. Over to you. E. All right, let's go to our studs and duds segment. Dud, not a dud, and I'm gonna keep it up. All right, guys. So um, I'm gonna break into my top start for the week at quarterback. I'm gonna go with Matt Stafford from the Detroit Lions playing the New Orleans Saints. He plays uh, New Orleans, who gives up the 15th most fantasy points to quarterback. And in my opinion, he's only had five touchdowns in the last five weeks. That makes a player do. So I think he comes in with a big game. Eddie, who do you like for starts? My start of the week is Philip My Rivers. Tampa Bay gives up the 14th most fantasy points to opposing quarterbacks. I know he hasn't uh, done much recently. He had five interceptions in his last two games. But he did throw six passing touchdowns in those two games as well. He hasn't scored above 22 points in a game since week five. 
but he needs 37 yards to pass Drew Bledsoe of 12th all-time for passing yardage. I think Phillip Rivers is going to go off this week. My Who's your dud? My sit, my dud of the week, Kirk Cousins. Kirk he's been, he's been hot. Arizona gives up the fourth fewest fantasy Let's points. Let's go, Cardinals. To quarterbacks. Uh, they've only been giving up uh, an average of 16 points a game to the quarterback position. They've only allowed four passing touchdowns in, its, in their last six games, which is ridiculous. I know he's been on a roll, but with Jordan Reed out, I just don't see a good matchup here for Cousins. Paul, who's your uh, start of the week for running back? Well, I'm going to give you my dud of the week first on quarterback. Uh, quarterback. My dud of the sorry, week buddy. is that's all right. My dud of the week is the same guy that I put my panic button on at the beginning of the week. Cam Newton, Carolina Panthers, playing in Seattle, playing in CenturyLink. Quarterbacks don't do very well there. And let's be honest, uh, Cam has only hit 20 plus fantasy points in one of his last nine games. I don't think this is going to be another one. Bench Cam Newton. Going over to my stud running back, I'm going to go with Melvin Gordon versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's not gotten th- he has not gone three straight games this year without a touchdown. He hasn't had a touchdown in his last two games. All the reason to believe he's going to score one this week. And Tampa Bay gives up the 14th most fantasy points to running backs. I like Melvin Gordon this week. E, who do you like? I like Jordan Howard for the Chicago Bears. Versus the San Francisco 49ers. Jay Cutler's the quarterback there, right? Uh, he used to be. Not anymore. Ninth top nine, Tom. Yeah, how's that working out for <laughs> you? Top nine at nine? Yeah. What are we uh-huh. on? Uh-huh. 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 We don't have a two-hour show to talk about that. Keep all going. Right. Uh, San Fran, uh, who they're playing, has the worst rush defense in all of football. Um, Howard's been averaging 19 carries for 104 yards, which is 5.4 yards per carry in his last four games, averaging uh, nearly 16 fantasy points per game over that same span. And he's been catching out of the backfield. I like him. Uh, My sit of the week, Thomas Rawls versus the Carolina Panthers. Should have been my sit of the week last week. bitterness on uh, Seattle for getting rid of your boy Christine Michael? I think so. I think they deserve what they're getting out of Thomas Rawls since he's been back. He's only averaging 3.6 yards per carry, no touchdowns. This is an overall bad matchup for Rawls and the Seattle run offense. Carolina's rush defense gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running running backs. So, Paul, who's your uh, running back set of the week? My dud of the week for running back is Mark Ingram playing against the Detroit Lions. Detroit only gives has only given up five rushing touchdowns all season. Mark Ingram's been on the injury report all week. He's bang he's banged up. High Tower has been vulturing a lot of his touches and Detroit only gives up the fourth fewest fantasy points to running back if you got Ingram on your team bench him wide receiver start of the week I'm going with my man Julio Jones he's also uh, is it Julio it is Julio Julio Jones with with, uh Trump president he better be changing that name from Julio to Julio he plays the Kansas City Chiefs this week, and every time Julio goes under 10 fantasy points the week prior, he blows up the very next week. You might hear that coming up later in my uh, bold prediction. Taylor Gabriel's making it too hard to focus solely on Julio, so I think that they have to give a little attention his way. Julio gets open a lot more, and Kansas City gives up the second most fantasy points to wide receiver. I like Julio this week. Top wide receiver. Eddie. I got Golden Tate. 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 I've been barking this guy all year. Yeah, you have. Um, they're playing. Uh, Detroit Lions are playing the Saints in Nor- New Orleans. There's New Orleans. It's Narlins. 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 Nola. Uh, 
Uh, Saints yeah. have the 27th ring pass defense. The last six games, Tate is averaging uh, just about seven catches for 81 yards per game and uh, also averaging nearly 14 fantasy points per game over that span. I like him this week. Him, Marvin Jones, and Theo Riddick, I think Detroit Lions uh, put up some offensive points this week. My sit of the week, Jordan Matthews at Cincinnati. He's been banged up, sprained ankle. He's expected to play, though. Since he gives up the seventh fewest fantasy points to wide receivers, he only has one uh, 100-yard receiving game this year, and that was week one. Uh, He's been averaging single digits the last six games, so that's why he's my sit of the week. Paul. I'm going to go with the second guy that was on my panic button earlier in the week, Demarius Thomas, playing the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Jags give up the eighth fewest fantasy points to wide receivers. They've only given up 204 passing yards a game as a defense, so obviously whoever quarterbacks Denver this week won't be throwing a ball a lot. And uh, Demarius Thomas himself has only broken 100 yards receiving one time all year. Bench Demarius Thomas this week. Tight end start of the week, Travis Kelsey. We talked about him a little earlier in the show. The guy's been a beast. Playing the Atlanta Falcons, you can't get a better matchup. Atlanta Falcons have given up the fifth most fantasy points to tight end. Over 100 yards receiving in three of his last five games. And Atlanta has given up seven touchdowns this year to tight end. So all the makings of a good Travis Kelsey week. Eddie, who do you like at the tight end? I like Jimmy Graham Cracker at Carolina Panthers. Carolina allows the third most fantasy points to opposing tight ends. Last four games, Graham has uh, averaged over five catches for 66 yards per game. He caught touchdowns in three of his last four. I like Jimmy Graham. I'm starting him if I have him in my league. Uh, my sit of the week, Kobe Fleener. Uh, Saints are playing the Detroit Lions at home. Even though the Lions allow the most points to opposing tight ends, since week six, Fleener has not reached 60 receiving yards in a game, has only one touchdown, averaging less than four targets per game, and only catching three passes per game. I do not like him. They, they're just not giving him the ball in uh, the New Orleans past offense. Uh, they're better streamers out there. I would suggest you go pick them up. Paul, who's your last uh, dud of the week? My last dud of the week for tight end is a guy that's playing in the Thursday night game. We're not watching it, so for all I know, this could be a horrible pick. He might have two touchdowns already, but I'm going to say it anyway. Jason Witten playing against the Vikes tonight. Witten has gone over 100 yards receiving only one time this year. He's he's just not the same Witten. He's only had 10-plus fantasy points two times all year long. And quite honestly, the Vikings only give up the 14th fewest fantasy points tight end. I could be really wrong. When you guys are listening to this tomorrow, today, however it is, when you're listening to this on Friday, if Witten has two touchdowns, send me your hate. I apologize. But I don't think it's going to happen. I think he's going to have a bad game. I just want to point out he's on my last place team and he's sitting on my bench. Oh, so you know he's bad if he's on the last place team's bench. He's terrible and I predict he's going to retire after this year. Well, that's a bold prediction. That's a bold prediction. Right? Right, well, that, one that does our studs and duds, <laughs> Paul and Eddie, Eddie and Paul. And uh, what do we move on to, Ed? We're moving on to our over-under segment, which is brought, brought to you by the Daily Fantasy Aces. If you want the best online projections for Daily Fantasy, then keep an ace up your sleeve. And check these guys Sounds out like on Twitter. Mikey playing poker. Check these guys out on Twitter yep. at Daily Fantasy Ace. That's plural ace. All right, first one, we got wide receiver Brandon Cooks versus Detroit. 
13.6 fantasy points. Who wants to go first? Paul? So who we got again? We got Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks this week. Didn't get a catch last week. Not even a target. And what was the number again? 13.6. I'm going to say over... It's a bad matchup for him, I think, as a wide receiver one against Detroit, but I think the fact that he wasn't targeted last week, I think he has a big week this week. I'm going to agree. I think uh, Drew Brees feeds this guy. Can I change my pick then? Yeah, yeah, sure. (laughs) I think... uh, You guys can agree on something for once in your life. Nope, can't happen. Drew Brees is going to target this guy a ton, you know, Unfortunately, he came out in the media this week and expressed his frustrations about his no targets and his role in the offense. I think this is when, you know, Sean Payton and Drew Brees get him involved. This guy's going to 13 fantasy points. You know, all you need is like literally in a PPR, 40 yards and a touchdown with like four catches. You're good. Um, Yeah, he's going to go over this. All right. uh, Let's keep it with you, Tom. Uh, running back Lamar Miller at Green Bay, fourteen point seven fantasy points. Uh, Lamar Miller at Green Bay. Listen, I talked about this guy a lot all season. I always defended him. I thought he was gonna bust out, bust out every week. Green Bay's numbers in the beginning of the years were a little, uh, you know, uh, overcalculated based on their matchups. Everybody was talking how they had the best best rush defense, but they've been exposed lately. I think Lamar Miller, especially catching out of the backfield. Uh, he's going to have over, what would you say, 13? 14? 14. 14, 14 fantasy points? Yeah, 14.7. Oh, I'm going to go over still. I think Lamar Miller is going to have over 14 points. Um, yeah, he's going to have a decent game. I definitely think with Houston trying to win the division there, he has to have a big game. All right. Paul? I think he goes under. Not only do I think he goes under, I think that Green Bay has the number one defense this week. I put him under. With Green Bay having the best defense. All right. Keep going. All right. Uh, all right. Quarterback, Matt Ryan versus Kansas City, 23.6 fantasy points. Paul. You just barked Julio Jones. So yeah, I'm gonna, gonna. I'm totally going over on that. Over 23.6? Um, I, I don't think he's going to go over by much, but I think he hits the I think he hits the, the uh, quarter century mark. I think he goes for 25-ish. It's a good bet. Good bet. Yeah, I'm not. I, I think this is when uh, there's a little regression here. I think Kansas City's defense is pretty solid. Defensive backs, he's going to have pressure in his face all, all week. You know, uh, Houston and everybody day. there. Not all week, all day. I don't know. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Mike, I apologize. You're right. All day. I, I misspoke there and said week. Uh, all day, he's going to have pressure in his face from Houston and the gang. Uh, I think this is the week that Matty Ice goes under, and I'm going to actually say he's going to go under by a lot. I'm saying about 15 fantasy points. I I agree. I don't want to, you know, jump in your segment, segment here. but Your segment, huh? Wow. <laughs> I think you're on the wrong <laughs> podcast, kid. You need a pillow. Oh, and, wrong, uh, wrong podcast. Yeah, Sorry. This isn't the Playboy but podcast. I, I, I guess th- I shouldn't have put that perfume on. Yeah. I, I, I was thinking maybe around 18 points. Okay. This this is you the know. guy that ha- this is the guy that's in last. In case hey, I, you know, every now and then a blind squirrel Let's, finds a nut. Yeah. <clears throat> Let's keep going. All right. Uh, tight end Greg Olson at Seattle, thirteen point eight. So, r- roughly fourteen fantasy points for Greg Olson. I'll go first real quick. This is an easy one for me. I'm gonna say under. He hasn't hit thirteen points in a long time. He hasn't hit double digits in a long time. I think Greg Olson's an under this week. Yeah, I'm gonna. You know, Seattle's defense. They've been lousy lately, but thirteen. Uh, yeah, fourteen. Thirteen point eight. Thirteen. We said. Um, I'm gonna say. 
I'm going to go again over here. Only because I think he's going to have a ton of targets. He's Cam's favorite target. Obviously, they just need to win for pride at this point. There's no way for them to make playoffs. Um, I'm going over 13 fantasy points for Greg Olson. All right, Tom, we'll keep it with you. Wide receiver, Larry Fitzgerald versus Washington, 16 and a half fantasy points. The GOAT. Uh, I don't think so. Here's, here's the thing. Earlier we had a poll on who would finish, who was the most underrated player in, during the season. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald and Matt, Matt Forte. Forte. I had Forte. Paul had Fitzgerald. And I'm going to go again. So I'm going under here. I totally disagree with Paul then. I'm still disagreeing with him now. He's not going to put up, you know, 14 fantasy. What was it at? 14? 16, 16, 16 Oh, 16, 16 fantasy half. points. 16 yeah. and a half. Yeah. Stop rounding down. I'm just, he said 16 to start. Well, well the over would be 17, so. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to say under. Okay. I'm going to say under 16. Shit. Fair enough. I'm going to also go under. All right. Well, keeping with that uh, same scenario, the um, underrated scenario that Tom just brought up, Matt Forte is my last guy here. Oh, wow. Running back. And this is the Daily Fantasy Aces Ace of the Week, Matt Forte. The ass of the week. Something like that. Did he misspell that? Is that an like autocorrect for Apple? Versus Indiana... Or Indianapolis, I should say. Indiana. Indiana. I got over 40 against Indiana. <laughs> oh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say the Jets scored 200. What's the number? 17.2. Uh, 17, 17, 17 points. 17, yeah. Because um, not everybody does fractional points. I'm, I'm going to say. Most people do, but okay. Okay. <laughs> <It's easy. laughs> I agree with um, I'm going to say with Indianapolis, they're giving up the eighth most fantasy points to running backs. I think I have to go with it. I'm going to say Matt Forte. This is another one of his good weeks. You know, he's been he's been uh, back and forth. Bless you. <laughs> uh, sorry. Bless you. Back and forth sneeze. Back and forth. Sick, Joe, not sick, God. sick, not sick. I'm going, he's going to go over 17 fantasy points. Well, that makes it even easier for me to go under. Matt Forte is not part of the equation anymore for the Jets. At this point, they're evaluating the quarterback situation. Fitzy throws a lot. I'm going to actually back your boy this week for Brandon Marshall. Forte goes under 17.2. Eddie, over the last three weeks, what's my record in these over-unders? Paul, the last three, 16-1. and one. Wow. Back me, boys. Paul, or Tom started off pretty hot, but Paul, the last three over-under segments, Paul, you've just been lights out, bro. All right, let's keep going. All brush. right, no, no, it's lights out brush. Brush. Check oh. out the Twitter account. Paul said, "Oh, he's not even mentioned here." Brush. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I guess that, there's another another autocorrect like <laughs> aces and ass. Gra- grammar but, uh, always gets you guys. Oh, it was funny. Instead of it was tit earlier. But yeah. anyway. All right, um, let's 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 give our sponsor one more plug and be. Yeah. Out. If you guys aren't sleeping by now, here's Tom's sleeper picks. When you wake up in the morning, hey, mom's yelling. All right, here I am with my uh, sleeper picks for the week. I'll start off with the quarterback position. I'm going to go with the guy out of Buffalo, Tyrod Taylor. This is a must win for the Buffalo Bills if they have any hopes of making playoffs this year. Unfortunately, Buffalo is traveling across the country to play uh, a hot Oakland team that's been putting up plenty of points. Fortunately for Tyrod Taylor, Oakland's pass defense is in the bottom five in the league, giving up over 273 yards passing per game. 
add that to the versatile uh, Tyrod Taylor, and I think it sets up for a big, big game this week. Oakland's defense is giving up nearly 21 fantasy points to the quarterback position this year. I think Tyrod Taylor throws for 260 yards, 35 yards rushing, and two touchdowns this week. Tyrod Taylor, if you need a quarterback, you go out there and you start this guy. For my running back position, I'm going to go with the man from the Baltimore Ravens, Kenneth Dixon. Over the last three weeks, this guy has been averaging over five yards per carry. In the same time frame, he's caught over 75% of his targets. These stats tell me he is very efficient when given opportunities. Miami's given up 132 yards per game on the ground, and they're the 30th ranked defense on the ground. I see Dixon doing some solid, solid things this week versus Miami. I'm projecting him to have four catches, 120 total yards, and a touchdown. If you need a wide receiver this week for a sleeper, you go out there, and we've talked about this guy week in and week out, how he might be a drop, uh, what do you do with. I'm going with my man Marvin Jones from the Detroit Lions at Saints. You know, the Lions are on the road playing the Saints this week, and I have this guy as a sleeper both because of the offense and defense down in New Orleans. New Orleans' offense is putting up the second best in the league here with over 30 points per game. So the Lions are going to need to put up a lot of points to even contend in this game. And like I said, they need to win this week to bring themselves in the playoffs. Um, You look, the Saints are the 27th ranked defense in yards through the air per game, giving up 271 yards. I think this is uh, the week Marvin Jones gets back on track for fantasy owners. He's going for seven catches, 115 yards, and a touchdown. My last position here, I'm going to go with tight end. If you're looking for a tight end, he might be on some people's benches. This guy's about to start stepping it up. So Ladarius Green, tight end for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This guy was the big acquisition in the offseason for the Steelers. Uh, You know, injury kept him out for a long time, but I think this is when uh, the purchase finally pays off for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pitt is trying to make a push for the AFC North, so wins are very, very necessary at this point. You know... They're playing at Where home. Are they not? They're playing at home against the middle of the road Giants defense. Green should do good things this week. Um, you look at Witten, Kyle Rudolph, Ertz, Eifert, Zach Miller. They all scored double digits uh, against you know the Giants this year. I think Green goes for four catches, 65 yards, and a touchdown. A few more players to watch this week without any explanation. For quarterbacks, I'm going Alex Smith and Ryan Fitzpatrick. Wide receivers, I'm going to go, as Eddie said earlier, Golden Tate and Tyler Boyd. My running backs this week, I think we called some people out from Boston. Deion Lewis is not just a special team's fucking play. He's the man up there. He's going to be doing some solid things this week. Like Deion it. Lewis and James Starks this week for running backs. And tight end, I've been saying it a ton this week. You go with Vernon Davis, and my man Kobe Fleener is going to have a big week for the Saints this week. These are my sleepers. Ed, go ahead. Can I throw one real quick, real fast? Do it up. You mentioned Golden Tate. You mentioned uh, Marvin Lewis. The one guy you didn't mention. Marvin Lewis Jones. is the coach. Yep, Marvin yeah. Jones. Sorry. Okay. You, you mentioned Marvin Ebron? Jones, but you did not mention the guy that is going to actually outscore both of those two as a sleeper, Anquan Bolden. Mark it down. I'll take a bet on that. All right. We got a little bet going? Yeah. Anquan Bolden that outscores. That case of beer that you owe me. That he outscores who? You pick. 
that he outscores. Uh, I'm gonna say he, he outscores. I'm gonna no no. He I'm gonna say he outscores. I'm gonna say he outscores uh, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones because that was your guy. Yeah. Okay. Bet. For that case of for beer. that same case of beer. All right. Bet. It's on air. All right. We have a shake. Right, so Verification. Is that, so, is that, so is that two cases of beer? Then? He's going to be two beer. good cases yeah. of beer. Yeah. I'm in. All right. <laughs> All right. No, you're supposed to say that's a good handshake, Mike. Right. You're not in. You're not getting a cut for nothing. Right. Eddie, what do we got left? Uh, we got our romantic bold predictions left. Coming up. All right, our guest speaker of the house here, uh, Mikey, who's your bold prediction? I got to go with the GOAT, my boy Larry Fitzgerald. He uh, He's going to have a big game. He needs seven catches to go in a third all-time. I say he's going to have ten catches, 200 yards, and three touchdowns. What? Damn. Absolutely. How many yards? Get him off the sky. How many yards? Three, wait, three weeks ago. Did he say, what did he say? 200 ago, yards and three, three touchdowns. Three weeks ago, he had 132 receiving with 12 catches. Listen, you guys want a bold Mike. prediction? There's your bold prediction. Can I tell you this? Mike, Carson, no, stop talking. Carson no. Palmer might not uh, even know, throw for 200 yards and three touchdowns. You wanted a bold prediction? I don't want to get caught. I wanted, I wanted a bold hey, prediction. Hey, I didn't hey. want some crackhead coming rolling in and hey. just. That's hey, a bold hey, prediction. That's bold. That's insensitive to our crackhead viewers. Hey. Whenever you're uh, whenever you're about to present a speech, you always want to go after the asshole that just completely made an ass of themselves. So I'm gonna go next. Right. And my bold prediction is about my man Julio Jones. Who Julio, I, Julio, Julio Jones. We got a Trump presidency. I here. told you guys earlier he's my start of the week. Here's how confident I am. Four games he's had this year under six points fantasy, counting last week. Of three of those after after those four games, three times. He's been over 32 points the next game. My bold prediction is Julio goes over that 32 points against Kansas City this week. I think he hangs 11 catches, 190 yards, and two touchdowns. Wowzers! On Kansas City's defense this wow. week. Wow. I like Mikey's bold prediction, but I like yours too. Thank you. Mikey's oh. is like a crackhead <laughs> prediction. I like it. Listen, if, I, if that happens, I, if that I, happens, everybody tweet Stroud Rounder and bow down. He is the man. Every week I listen to you guys and... I don't think you guys are bold enough. So there's All a bold right, prediction. Right, Finally. Right. Teabag. Let me go with this one. I'm going to go. He's my man, support cast here. I'm going Ryan Fitzpatrick this week. This guy is playing the Colts defense. You're going to bold predict that he doesn't throw three touchdowns no, interceptions. No, I'm not even going that bold. Talk about a crackhead prediction. I am going with Ryan Fitzpatrick. The Colts defense are giving up the second most fantasy points to the quarterback position this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick this week with Anunwa. You got Forte coming out of the backfield. My man, B. Marsh. I think Fitzpatrick has 350 yards and four touchdowns this week versus the Colts. That's my bold prediction. Oh, my God. I want to bet on that one. You're calling him a top five quarterback. Uh, Maybe a at the, number no, one. I'm not going to say because with some, those, other, quarterbacks, with those projections, some other quarterbacks could have better just just as good. Uh, my bold There's prediction looks potential. better now than it did when I first I'm said it. I'm saying that. Eddie. Yeah. I'm going to go Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon the Pittsburgh the Steelers. Uh, Steelers. Steelers. Wow. Oh, wow. Take two. I oh, love scotch. Scotch. In seven of the eight games he's played this year, he's had 100 or more yards from scrimmage. Um, scored three uh, touched, or scored in three straight games, but that's the only thing is lacking is his touchdown total. The Giants' run defense is top-notch, second in the league. 
But as Bone Crusher says, I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. Al Bundy, a.k.a. Le'Veon Bell, four total touchdowns. Let's get it on. For the Polkai Steelers. Oh, <laughs> Total to date. Yes. That's my bold prediction. And I'm ending it on that. Let's, uh, thanks for listening, guys. Bounce us out. Boom. Uh, you've been listening to the Point After Show. You can follow us on Twitter at Point After Show. My personal p- Twitter handle is at E S K O R U P A underscore P A S, Tom. First off, before my Twitter handle, I just want to say I'm glad we're ending now because Eddie's battery is at 10%. Yeah. You can catch me on Twitter at TLIP underscore the PAS. And I am Paul underscore the PA show. We're going to kick it over to our special guest. Thank you for showing up tonight, Stroud Rounder. Thanks for Mike, having me. Mike, let us know. Let the let the listeners know. How do you get to how do we connect with the guy that's in last place in Lipko's Legends? You can reach me and make fun of me at Stroud Rounder. It's S T R O U D Rounder. Figure that one out. <laughs> it doesn't matter. No, nah, it's uh, just kidding. Let's after go. three boring minutes, finally. And you can also uh, you can also get at Cavi at Cavi underscore the P A S, and you can follow us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook Live. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Please do that. Check us out. YouTube. The Point After Show. And that is it. Catch you on Sunday. And if you made it this far, thank you. Thank you. you. Oh. Yeah. Uh, hey, uh, hey guys, I actually have to um, head out right now. I'll see you guys later. Yeah, yeah. I love you, man. Love you, bro. bro. Love you. Love you guys. Love you. Love you, man. Love you. Love you, man. I love you. I really do love you. I love you. What are you doing? What? Why are you showing so much affection for each other? It's weird. No. <laughs> we're we're friends. I mean, we're best friends. You know, it's like um, what is that word? What is that one word? I saw that one video. Bro. <gasps> It's like Eminem and Dr. Dre, if I love you more I might be gay And when I'm feeling down you know just what to say You my homie, yeah you know me And if you ever need a wingman I'd let any girl blow me off Cause you're more important than the rest I confess I'm a mess if I'm not hanging with my BFF You know it's true, you my male boo Now sing the chorus with me if you're feeling the same way too
too, man. What are you doing? Now! That was my lower back. Why would you touch his lower back? You've changed. You've changed, dude. I'm so <laughs> changed. Too far. Come on, man. Why?